Hey there. We're so glad you tuned into our podcast today. We wanted to let you know that beginning June 3rd, we are shifting to our summer schedule and we will be having one worship experience Sundays at 10 a.m. If you want to find out more, visit our new website at wearefreedomlife.com. All right. Well, good morning. Man, I'm excited and uh, I'm ready to go. And uh, boy... I'm believing, I'm believing God's really going to continue to do great things as he has already this morning. I really struggled though, as I was working on this message, because, you know, what do you say, you know, as you're, you're kind of transitioning out, you know, you want to leave people encouraged. You want to say thank you. And so I had all these different emotions kind of going through and I just had something on my heart that I wanted to share. And as I started to put it on paper, uh, I quickly realized that it was something completely different than what I just had designed it to be. And so this morning I want to talk about something that's super simple. Two words that are super simple, but very, very complex as well. And so before we get into that, I just want to pray and uh, just believe for great things this morning. So Lord, we love you. We are so thankful to be your sons and your daughters. We are so thankful that you love us through all our imperfections, all of our dirt that we have in our life. You still love us. And God, I'm asking, Lord, that you would speak through me this morning. You would touch people's hearts. You would open people's ears to receive, God, your word that is life-changing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, there are... Uh, there are some words that you do not say. And I think if we used our imagination, we could think about what they are. Don't say them. But I can remember growing up, my grandmother, um, you know, she, she kind of handled things a little bit differently with me. And so maybe some of you remember the soap in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, a lot of hands this service. All right. All the Christians, the honest people are in this service. The heathens are at 9am. We got to do something about that. But so my grandmother, you know, when I would say something that wasn't right, she would put that bar of soap in my mouth, which, you know, doesn't taste great. But I can remember there was one day I got off the school bus, I came home, and I asked my sister what this word meant, and I had no idea. But apparently it was a bad word, because the next thing, it wasn't just regular soap, it was liquid soap. And so I knew that I had messed up. And so there's some things... Some words that you just do not say. I quickly learned. It didn't take many times. Believe it or not, I did not like the taste of Dial liquid soap. Um, but the, <laughs> I quickly learned what those words were. But this morning, the title of my message, which will be up here on your screen, is very simple. And it is simply almost someday. Almost someday. I want to encourage you this morning with these two words. 
is that my hope and prayer in the next 25, 30 minutes is that we completely push these out of our head. That these two words, that we get the, rid of them out of our vocabulary to, to realize that God has great things for us today and the dangers of almost someday. Maybe you're like me and uh, you're a parent. I have Addison, Lily, and Gianna, three girls. And uh, so you can probably relate to some of you. I will ask my girls... Go upstairs and clean your room. And of course, like, (laughs) it's like the worst thing in the world. But they go upstairs and it seems like they're up there for hours, right? And, you know, they come back downstairs and you can hear them playing and you assume they're done with their work. You know, they clean up their room. And so you say, hey, girls, did you clean their room? And their answer is... It's almost clean. And you're like, what does that mean? And then you go up and it looks like they almost didn't do anything. You know, like they didn't touch one thing. And you're like, what did you guys do? And they're like, it's almost clean. Almost clean. So you know, some of you parents, you've been there. Almost doesn't really mean anything. This morning, I want to encourage you with these two thoughts. Because the truth is, is that almost and someday are just not good enough. And so, let's go to point number one right off the bat here. Almost made it. Almost made it. My, uh... I wonder what... I wonder what God would think when he asks us these questions, such as, did you do the things I asked you to do? I wonder what God thinks when he says, you know, did you share the love of Jesus today by the way that you acted, the things that you said? I wonder if Jesus asked, you know, did you live a life today that's worthy of your calling? Did you live a life today of a good, responsible dad or mom? Did you love your spouse today? And I wonder what our answer would be if it was just, I almost did. I was almost there. The truth is, is that almost isn't good enough. And we cannot get to the point where we almost made it. I want you to listen to some of these statistics. These numbers show that if 99.9% were good enough, this is what we would have. We would have 22,000 checks that will be deducted from the wrong bank account in the next 60 minutes if 99.9% were good enough. 12 babies, 12 newborn babies will be given to the wrong parents today. If 99.9 were good enough, 268,500 defective tires will be shipped this year. If 999 were good enough, two plane landings daily at Chicago O'Hare International will, will be unsafe. 
18,322 pieces of mail will be mishandled in the next hour. If 99.9% were good enough, there would be 291 pacemaker operations that will be performed incorrectly this year. 20,000 incorrect drug prescriptions will be written in the next 12 months. 114,500 mismatched pairs of shoes will be shipped this year. And I saw some of you ladies, you looking at your, you know, your daughter, you looking at your friends like, well, that's the worst of them all. Do you hear that? Mismatched shoes. I got you guys now. We're good. The truth is, is that 99.9, we look at it, we're like, man, that's so close, but yet we are so far. There's still so much work to do. I almost made it. How about this number with 99.9%? They've done statistics and they said if you filled up 80 jumbo jets every day full of passengers... And all 80 of those jets every single day never made it to their destination. Those people on board were lost forever for an entire year. You still would not have the people that leave this world in a year that do not know the love of Jesus. We have people leaving this world at an alarming rate without knowing who Jesus is. And so almost isn't an option It's not enough. It's more important than ever that we give 100%. Because the truth is, is we know that Jesus didn't almost go to the cross. He didn't almost pay for our sin. He didn't almost rise again. But he completely exceeded every thought the people had about his death. He showed the world his power and his might when he was carried lifelessly into a tomb. But he walked out in complete victory. Jesus didn't almost pay a price for you and for me that we never could do. Jesus didn't almost love you completely through all your imperfections. See, we cannot include, we have to understand that almost cannot be included in our vocabulary. I mean, think about this. Does this make sense? We landed a plane safely Almost. Anybody uh, all right with that? Not many. How about, I almost didn't get sick on the Phoenix at Knobles. By the way, I've seen some of you get off. Some of our teenagers, it's not a pretty sight. How about, I almost remembered my anniversary. I, I remembered it, so it's okay, people. I'm still alive, so just, you know. I almost remembered our anniversary, or, hey, I, I almost escaped that shark. That would be bad news, too. See, we think about it, and many times we just justify and we're saying, man, but we were, we almost did it. And that's awesome. But I hope you understand by God's power and by God's grace, we can completely do the call that God has on our lives. We can exceed almost. Almost shouldn't be an option anymore. 
One poet said this, the hardest word to swallow is almost. Why? Because we're satisfied with almost. For many of us, we feel like almost is fine. I mean, we tried. My fear for the church in general this morning, this is in general, is that we can do everything right. We can show up here on Sunday morning. We can even come to both services. We can volunteer. We can come and we can sing songs. We can even bake cakes for the church, you know, youth auction. Yes. We got Pastor Tony here. He's ready to go. But yet we can still miss the call of God on our life. There's so much to do, church. We have to get this right. My fear is that we can get caught up in playing church and forget about being the church. That we can go to church every week. Keith Green said this, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Just because you go to church, there's more to it. We can sing songs about the goodness of God, but we can miss the relationship about the one that we're singing it about. We can come to life groups and we can come to Bible studies and they're all great things and we can change diapers and tots ministry. But is that all there is? Is there more? Is it, are we almost there? Is there something else? Is there something here? Matthew chapter 5. It'll be up here on your screen. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, listen to this, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We were called to let our light shine. That's our mission. It's to show the love of God wherever we are. You are the light of the world. You can give light in a world that's sometimes complete darkness. And as much as we have seen, there is no darkness that light cannot open. You're the light of the world. We've got some things to do. I love what Beth Moore said. It'll be up here on your screen. Listen to this. It's incredible. This is our time on the history line of God. This is it. What will we do with one deep exhale of God on this earth? For we are but a vapor and we have to make it count. We're on. Direct us, Lord, and get us on our feet. This is all we have right here. It's our time in the history that God's given to you and to me and he's entrusted us 
with a purpose. That you're the light of the world. And it's our time. We have to make it count. Make it count. We've spoken to our teenagers. We, we've done many great series. And we we've just love our students here. One of the best messages I feel like we've ever done was a message entitled, What Does Your Dash Say About You? Not the Spice, not Mrs. Dash. But what does your dash say about you? And you're like, what do you, what do you mean by that? One day you're going to leave this world. And they will put a face plate or tombstone where your body lay, although you're present with the Lord. And it will say your name the year that you were born or the day that you were born and the day that you died. And in between that is that dash. And I would argue that the most important thing on that tombstone is that little dash right there. Because that dash represents everything that you've done in the time frame that God has allowed you to be on this planet. It's more important than your name. Because what you do with that dash will say a lot about your name and who you are. And so my question is, is that when people look down at you one day and they are at your funeral, what will they say about your dash? Would there not be many things to say? Would somebody say he almost or she almost overcame that? She was so close. Will people say, man, he loved Jesus, made an impact on this world. We said first service, I love Jesus our mission statement here at Freedom Life Church. And it's love God, love people, change the world. I think that could be one of the three greatest comments someone can say in my life is that he loved God, he loved people, and he changed the world. What will your dash say about you? My hope and prayer is that it will never say he almost overcame his struggles. She almost overcame her addictions. She almost lived up to her potential. What will your dash say about you? The calling of God on your life is just as important as the call of God's on Pastor Tony and Pastor Alicia and myself. In fact, I would dare to say that your calling has more importance to the world because you're going out in the workplaces. You're going out into the communities as well as pastors as well. You see these people every single day. It's a sense your missions field. The call of God on your life is huge and of utmost important because the truth is Jesus didn't go around searching for pastors to walk with him. He didn't go out and say, okay, who's the best among you? Who's never sinned? You come with me. No, Jesus went and found fishermen. Jesus went and found tax collectors and said, follow me. And so God is saying, follow me. I've got great things for you. Your calling is significant. 
And when you do not share the love of Jesus, when you are not you, the world misses out. You've been placed on this planet for a reason and a purpose. Your dash is important at your workplace. Your dash is important at your school. Your dash is important in your family. We almost got it right. I was back home. I was back home uh, this weekend. I had the privilege of doing a, a wedding for one of, one of our friends. And before the wedding, my my mom, who I've known my whole life, obviously, she asks me. She said, "Josh, I bought a swing set. Can you install it?" Me? I'm like, you know who you know who you're talking to, right? Like I can I can use a hammer, I can hit things, that's the extent of what I can do. And so I want to be a good son. I love my mom. And so I'm like, yeah, mom, I'll do that for you. <sighs> I met Jesus in incredible ways the last couple of days. At one point I'm like, Jesus, just take me home. I'm ready. We opened up the uh, the box that the swing set was in, and uh, and inside is like fifty thousand metal pieces. And I'm like, I got this. And then I opened up the directions, which was as thick as a Bible, and I quickly realized it was written by a PhD professor at Duke University somewhere. So I clearly did not have a shot. And parents, grandparents, people in general, if you've ever tried to open up an instruction manual for anything, even Legos, they don't make any sense. The direction says, take B3, twist it into B4. Take B5 and twist it back into B2. You're like, you didn't even say there was a B2. I ha- and then you always know what it is. You get done and you're like, it's finished. And you look down and you still got like at least 50 screws and you still got extra metal. And you're like, well, it's good. You know what I'm talking about. It's funny because you've all done it. You know, you're just like, I'll put them in my pocket. Maybe no one will know. But, uh, but the first part of this was called the main frame, right? You were just building the main frame of this swing set. And, uh, you know, that was the easiest part for me. There were 10 steps. They got harder as they got bigger. And we're, we're really close. We, we put the trampoline on, the trampolines up. Then we set the big swings up. Then we set... The, the little baby swings from my, my little nephew. And then we do, um, you know, the slide and it's coming along great. And I'm like, I'm a man, you know, like, I can do this. And so it literally comes down to this last piece. And all we have to do is just install it. And it's perfect. However, What I realized was at the very beginning when I was building the main frame, I put in one piece wrong. 
And I had, in order to make it right, rip apart the entire swing set and start over. But the truth is, is that that is kind of how we address things. Let me tell you something. It's vital that we get it right. Why? Because if it was almost right, it would have put my kids in an unsafe place when they go out. It has to be perfect for them. Why? Because it doesn't work if it's not right. It has to be a little bit better than almost. I believe in all of you, there's more than just almost. I believe that God says we are more than conquerors. We're not just more than almost. You were made to conquer your struggles, your fears, your doubts. You're more than almost. I can think of no better story. Maybe some of you know a man by the name of Todd Beamer. Todd Beamer was a hero. One of the very first messages I ever heard preached about Todd Beamer was from Pastor Tony. I've told him it is and still still is the greatest message I've ever heard preached. And uh, September 11th, 2001, Todd Beamer at 8 a.m. boarded Flight 93 in Newark, New Jersey. Todd Beamer had his whole life still ahead of him, doing very well for himself, had a baby on the way, had no idea what was about to happen. The plane takes off at just 8.07, seven minutes after. The plane gradually increased in altitude until it reached 30,000 feet. It's cruising altitude. Things were going great. But behind the scenes, something was terribly wrong. Because of many of you know, Flight 93 had some unexpected passengers 60 minutes into the flight of flight 93 terrorists took over the cockpit took over the plane and it was now under the control of them people began to panic began to worry within the first 20 minutes after it had been taken over there were over 30 phone calls They were going back to family members and there's many recordings. Many that you would understand and know of husbands calling their wives and saying, I love you. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just want you to know I love you. Dads calling their daughters or their sons saying, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. Not knowing what's happening. Todd Beamer is on the phone with his wife. And this is recorded. She says this. She says, don't draw any attention to yourself. Makes sense. But listen to what Todd Beamer said. I think these next two things that Todd said, the last two things he said 
blew me away. He says this. He said, baby, if they're going to run this plane into the ground, then we're going to do something. We're going to do something. He understood that he almost wasn't an option at that moment. Todd Beamer, surrounded by people he's never met before, they begin to pray. People on the board, there's people that are far from God, people that don't even care to know God at that moment. They're gathering around and they're rallying around each other and they're encouraging one another and saying, we can do this. There's no other option. And so Todd Beamer says his last words as he's gathered around everybody, he's getting them excited and ready to go because they've got to do something. He says this, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's roll. Are you ready? Let's roll. We've got to do something. If drugs are taking our fathers, our wives, our children, then we have to do something. If anxiety and depression and struggles are taking the worry of our students, our adults, our family, then we've got to do something. If our marriage isn't great, then we've got to do something. If our kids are far from God, then we've got to do something. If our job isn't what we want, then we've got to do something. Todd Beamer recognized that there's no other option. We've got to do something. And as Christians, a body of the, of the Lord gathered here, we have got to understand that we've got to do something. There's a hurt and dying world outside these four walls, and they need to know the love of Jesus. You are the light of the world. So the first thing we need to wipe out is almost... The second thing, in just a few moments we will close, is someday. Someday is here. Someday is here. Many of you have heard this possibly said before, I'll do it someday. I'm just waiting for the right time. Sometimes these are, these are like, uh, you know, students' excuses when they're trying to date, you know, ask a girl on a date, a boy on a date. I'm just waiting for the right time. I'm just waiting for it to get nice out. I'm just getting ready. I'm getting myself ready and myself stoked. I'm ready to do this. I'm just waiting until I get myself together. Can I be honest with you this morning is that you will never have yourself to the point of together that you're ready to go out and make a difference. There's always going to be something that God's going to be working in your life. You're never going to be satisfied. You've got to just say, you know what, in, in all the light of all my imperfections, God still wants to use me. And let that just be a testimony of God's goodness that we're not perfect. We've got scars. We've got a past. We've got stories. But God still loves us anyway. Someday I'll be a better father. 
Someday I'll work on my marriage. Someday I'll spend more time with my kids. Someday I'll paint the house that my wife's been asking me five years to paint. I didn't mean to get any guys in trouble. <laughs> Wiser, but see that, babe? Someday I'll start saving. Someday I'll start giving. And then what happens? Someday arrives and we're still waiting. And we're just coming up with the same thing. Well, someday. How many people have you ever heard some, you know, somebody would like someday, you know, almost like it'll never happen. Yeah, someday. It's because we've lost the idea that God is good and he's bigger than you could ever think or imagine. And he's got your best interests out. We don't have to wait for someday because someday is here. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 3 says this. You have circled this mountain long enough. Now turn north. We see that they were in the, the desert just wandering for years and for years and for years and the Bible's saying, you've done this long enough. Just turn around, change things. And I believe that God's asking us that question. You've lived there for too long. All you've got to do is turn around. You've lived with these struggles for too long. You've lived with the idea that almost is good enough and someday will happen. It can happen now and that God is still good in this moment. You've been living there. You circled this mountain. How many people you've just thought, you know what? Someday God will bless me. I'm almost there. We can start. Let's walk in victory. To know that God is already paving a way before us. That God's already got it for us. He's got something great. To understand that if I'm just obedient and I follow God, he'll take care of me. He'll take care of me. Second Corinthians chapter 6 says this, as God's partners, we beg you not to toss aside this marvelous message of God's great kindness. For God says, your cry came to me at a favorable time when the doors of welcome were wide open. I helped you on a day when salvation was being offered. Listen to this. Right now, God is ready to welcome you. Today, he is ready to save you. We don't have to wait. It's not someday. The Bible says right now, God is ready to welcome you. He is ready to rescue you. He's ready to save you. He's ready to move in your life. He's ready to move in your finance. He's ready to move in your marriage. You don't have to wait until tomorrow. It can happen today. Because the truth is, at the end of your life, it's not going to matter how many Twitter followers you had. It's not going to be how many likes or loves you had on Facebook or Instagram. It's not going to be how many friends you've obtained. What it's going to be is that you took up your cross every day and you followed Jesus. What it's going to be is it says, you know what, almost isn't good enough. I'm going to give everything I have today for you, God. The other thing is going to be saying, it's not someday. You're going to work something great in my life today. And believing 
What's going to matter is that you invaded your home, your streets, your job, your community, your prisons, your hospitals with the hope of the world. What's going to matter is that you showed people the greatest force on the planet that we know as the love of God. And wherever you are, God wants to use you. You can turn your almost into I will, your someday into today. I love what Pastor Craig Groeschel wrote. He says this, if you're not dead, you're not done. If you're not dead, you're not done. God's still got something good, good in store for you. Don't wait. Someday is today. I'm going to ask that you would just bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your love when we've been completely undeserving. But God, as you know my heart, as I struggle just to figure out what to say to friends and people that have been family to me, God, I'm asking that you would take this message and you would plant a seed in people's hearts to understand, God, that we can give you everything. And God, we will live with whatever you do. But God, help us to understand that almost isn't good enough. God, help us to understand that we will give you everything and just believe that you'll take control. God, help us to understand that it's not someday, but that you've got something good for us right now, today. God, I'm asking you for every person that is in here that feels like they're on the cusp of a miracle or a breakthrough. I'm praying, God, that there's a person in here that's just saying, I'm almost there in my marriage. I'm almost there in my finances. I'm almost there with my family. God, I'm praying that you would give them confidence and strength to continue what you've started in their lives as they see you do great things. God, I'm asking you for those that have maybe went with a someday approach, maybe in their marriage as well. God, maybe it be at their job. God, maybe it just be in life in general that they're just someday. But God, help them to understand that you want them to work today for a better marriage. Today for a better life. We know, God, that you are good. And God, we're just asking you to speak to every single person in this place. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.